The following thoughts and opinions we're going to discuss regarding this album are strictly of our own personal interests. We are not professional music reviewers. We encourage respectful discussion and friendly banter in each episode, but we do not condone and will not tolerate bullying or belligerence. You are welcome to take what we say regarding the albums we rate with a grain of salt. Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Rate the Record podcast, episode 97. Yay! That's that a nine. That's nine, a seven. 1997. A lot of good music came out. Not the album we're doing today, but lots of other ones. Oh, uh, God. I think in 97, my favorite, uh, since I was only like, what, eight, my favorite band was like Collective Soul at the time. <laughs> Everclear. Okay, so we're in the, oh, oh, I was going to say we're in the same realm of like old rock, <laughs> I guess, but Collective Soul is probably a little more poppy. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, uh, your hosts are obviously too nostalgic for the 90s today are Chris and Savannah. Yeah, that's us, isn't it? And look at us. We're doing this 97 episodes into this podcast. So close to 100. We are we're closing in on that super tight. Yes. But the fact that we're here for 97 and you decided to join us, I'm going to say thank you very much for being here today, hanging out with us, listening to music and discussing it as we always do on this podcast. Glad to have you here. And if you like what you see and or hear today, if we're doing anything that appeases you in any way, show your support by doing one of many things. Like, subscribe, rate, share, comment, follow. One of many things or all the things. It's fine by me. But regardless, that kind of stuff builds us up in the algorithm. More people get to see and or hear us. People like you. And that's all we could ever ask for. So please go ahead and do that. And all the places you could do it too is at ratetherecord.ca, our home base, where you find all the streaming links, all the social media links, the RTR club that you can join for five bucks a month and get a bunch of bonus stuff. You can get RTR merch and request an album too. That's where we get our album requests going. So if you want to do that, go ahead, ratetherecord.ca. And because I don't feel like talking anymore, Savannah, what is it? Uh, that is ratetherecord.ca, R-A-T-E-T-H-E-R-E-C-O-R-D.ca. You'd have to spell it a little slower. Some people are slow, like me. <laughs> it's ratetherecord.ca. Uh, that was like an NMR I did where I just kept saying it, and I was like, then that's W, W, W. Oh, I'm not going to do it again. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I really had to emphasize the entire uh, request portion of this because it is indeed another request today. The final yeah. request of season five, I might add too. Uh, that's fine. We, we've had a uh, we've had a few this season, so this one's going to cap it off. And this is another one that we got a long time ago too, back in season mm-hmm. four. And now you know why we had to hold it off so long because today for ninety seven. We're doing Sloan once again, and their two thousand eleven album, The Double Cross. While I was doing this review, I was so worried that I was doing the wrong album. I don't know why that was stuck in my head. And even you saying the title now, I'm like, please be the same one. <laughs> well, I, I very nearly threw myself off because uh, so I, I write over my old notes like I save my notes, but then I'll rewrite it just as a template. I didn't yeah. change the year on the album. And so on the fly, I had to remember 2011. It still says 97 from last week when we did o- oh uh, OLP. Oh, my gosh. But yes, uh, God, it's it, it's uh, it's been a while. To, well, I can't say it's been a while since we've done Sloan. It's been a whole season since we've done Sloan, and we were yeah. last time asked to do their album twice removed, their debut album. So now we're jumping further ahead into their catalog, which apparently is like their twenty year anniversary. Uh, uh, the requester of this album noted that for us, so uh, that's interesting. And the double cross is supposed to be a reference to like two X's, twenty. There you go. You're giving away my intro, sir. I didn't know you were going to go that deep into it. 
Ooh, was so deep. Just, well then, just that deep. Well, then I spoiled that much. You can do the rest uh, because, yes, you will tell us all about Sloan and their album, The Double Cross. Damn right I will. Sloan is a Canadian quartet. That means there's four members originating from Halifax, Nova Scotia. Having been active since 1991, Sloan has released 13 full-length albums and has retained the original members throughout the band's existence. They have received nine Juno Award nominations, only winning one, but not for today's album, The Double Cross, although they did score a nomination for Best Rock Album in 2012. The Double Cross was announced as the 10th Sloan record and was to coincide with the 20th anniversary of their first live show. The title is a play on words with XX being Roman numerals for 20, hence Double Cross. LOL, oops. <laughs> Released on May 10th, 2011, the Double Cross was produced by Sloan, Ryan Haslett, and Gregory McDonald. I actually know Gregory McDonald, not personally, but we're definitely Facebook friends. There was only one single released, Unkind, and not completely breaking through to other markets, this song did not chart anything significant. AllMusic thought this album was worth a 4.5 out of 5, and Rolling Stone cut them a 3 out of 5. That's not bad, considering I thought like some of the bigger critics would have went a little lower on this one. Yeah, some of the uh, the more Canadian-sounding things, I always just assume aren't really going to reach them as much as they do us, solely because we are pounded in the ears with them due to CanCon. Yeah, more or less. Uh, what is it? Like, every hour of music has to be like at least 35% Canadian or something like along the lines of that. I'm literally yeah. a radio broadcasting graduate. I should know this shit off by heart. <laughs> I have yeah. a radio show on a Canadian station. I should know this shit off by heart. <laughs> uh, it goes to show how well my memory works. Uh, and speaking of how well my memory works, I guess that means it's time to start the show because I remember to do that at the very least. Yeah. Oh, thank goodness. We're going to, yeah, we're going to dive right into this because uh, I'll, I'll break the fourth wall a little bit. We're doing two recordings today. We have a lot of work to do, so we're not going to be uh, messing around too much. So let's jump right into it, huh? Song number one. No, it's not Korn's follow the leader. It's Sloan's follow the leader. That was my very first note. It's obvious, <laughs> okay? It's obvious. Yes, I know, but I like to be the one with the jokes. I'll let you have this one. Um, now, I do like how the song and the album starts with a steady downbeat and really brings some energy. And this song has really been growing on me, and the hook is moderately memorable because at least I remember the song title. I'm, I'm getting to the point now that the hook is memorable if I can remember what song it is by reading the title. Okay, a couple things. First off, do they say follow the leader more than once in this song? Uh, I don't know, but apparently while writing that, I remembered what it sounded like. But right now, cannot recall. <laughs> uh, neither can I too much. I, I know the, the follow the leader is one of the very last things said in the entire track. Uh, wait, no, no it's the... back. It's back. It's in my head. I think okay, he says wait. it more than once. Yeah. I, I, I honestly don't remember. Also, I didn't do a lyrical analysis for this album because I didn't think it really required it. So I yeah. wasn't really reading too deeply into the lyrics. I don't think yeah. Sloan has anything too profound to say. And they enunciate enough while singing that you can just listen to it and go, oh, okay, it's painting a picture as I'm listening to it. Nothing too cryptic. Um, My, my thoughts, at the very least, uh, when it when it comes to like opening songs on the album, like there's often times like that you don't expect 
the opening track to present too much to you. Yeah. Uh, but this song did have some decent life to it. It was kind of like generally f- fun, but obviously it's not without its flaws. And boy, that happens a lot in this album. Yeah. Um, because I, I, I don't want to say too much beyond that because I don't want to spoil the entire review. Uh, but yeah, there's obviously ups and downs. I mean, like to me, it felt like this song never truly took off. Mm-hmm. begin with like uh like there's just this like constant feeling of like being on the verge of like some sort of like big breakout especially like if you get towards the end and maybe just get this big band thing going on but it never comes so it kind of feels like a letdown the song still sounds decent but it's just like it feels like it was lacking like a proper like big hello introduction you know yeah it was like a introduction to the next song which speaking of at the end of this song, they pretty much have the beginning of track two tacked on to like the last minute of this track. Now, I don't know really where, okay, I'm just going to read my my notes verbatim here. I'm not I, a fan. I was going to say, even, I'll let you continue. I'm just going to say, yes. I think we might have the same idea. If we're, if <laughs> I'm going to let say you what, finish. If you're going to say what I think you're going to say, we're going to have yeah. very similar things here. Okay, um, I feel like whenever I have something negative to say, and uh, you two, it's mostly about the same thing, so I would not doubt that. Not a fan of the song changing into the next track before the song ends. Definitely doesn't lend itself to streaming, but I bet on vinyl it sounds so much better. It's not bad, it just feels like a reprise to a prior song, but it's only track one. I do like the piano, it feels like the last song of a set at a bar. Okay, so I'm going to jump right on that. So are are you talking about like the fact that it sounds like it cuts off and when the second song starts, it's like literally just like picked right up from that point? Yes. So yeah, that unnecessary cut. Uh, Okay, so I wrote a note. I wasn't sure I was going to read because I didn't know if it was just me noticing that. Because it, it, yeah, like it just cuts off. Like the song doesn't technically end, and so I, I went back into Spotify and rewound it a couple of times just to check if something was broken. I changed yeah. the fade in settings and the fade out settings. I went to Ooh, YouTube to check it out. Like I downloaded the MP3 uh, in a very pirate like wow. way. I put it through Adobe Audition, and. Yeah. Yeah, there's a smidge of a cutoff at the end. And so it wasn't just my equipment fucking up. It's like that was a production choice. You were like CSI with the enhance, enhance. Because it pissed me off. I'm just like, this is a continuous track. If you bought the vinyl and it did like you suddenly heard like, like that would that would be such a piss off. Like, especially if you're enjoying the song, like it takes you out of the moment because like it just it's a weird like mechanical hiccup. Like, I don't know. It's very bad production choice. Uh, Being pulled out of the moment is how I felt when track one ended and track two started because it does feel like it should run into each other. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just it. I, I did not care for that. I don't really know what they were thinking of doing that. Um, but I only have one more note. Um, I like the little glimpses of like a muddy and thick bass riff under the acoustic guitar. I really like that. But bringing back my gripe from last week, who the fuck invited the tambourine? And that, uh, I think I mentioned it maybe once or twice going forward, Um, but straight off first track, nobody invited you to the party. Stop lingering at the front door. It's not even that sharp in the production, so it's not even like a big issue or anything. Okay, it's not You have like a traumatic childhood incident involving a tambourine? No, I just get irritated when things overstay its welcome. So if you're like hitting it and you're like, okay, cool, but then the whole idea changes or like you know the the key changes and then you saw that fucking tamarine i'm like okay 
Let me enjoy the change that you just presented to me. Stop fucking it up with this goddamn shaky, shaky drum. Stop it. It's just extra percussion. It It is extra bullshit is what it is. And that's all I got for track one. Well, I'll end it on a positive note for the most part uh, and just say that the bass was really playful at the very least. So that was nice. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Uh, the overdriven guitar had a great tone to it, but I, I okay, I, I lied about the bright note because then I just, the last thing I wrote was everything else feels a bit lackluster. <laughs> yeah. Solid yeah. start to the album. He says tugging his collar. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll move on now. A song number two. The answer was you. Uh oh. Um, so oh, this song, like like I said, really starts around the two minute twenty five second mark of the last track. Uh, there's something in this song that sounds like my phone. My phone is vibrating on the table, and it's at the beginning of this song. And every time I heard it with uh, uh, headphones, it's kind of like a in it, and I don't know what it is. I only hear it once. And a hundred percent of the time listening to this song, I look over at my phone because I thought it was vibrating on the table. I don't know if it's just one of those like ghost vibrates that I've been trained by Samsung to constantly check. Uh, but this this song definitely did not make that any better. Um, I really think it's an upbeat song. Didn't care much for the lyrics. Uh, if I feel silly singing lyrics, it's a little harder for me to enjoy. And do you ever get that feeling where a song that you've listened to for years just sounds cringy somehow? Just one day you listen to it going, oh, God. And then now you can't really listen to it anymore. Or you I'm... sing to it and then you you realize what you're singing. And you're like, ew, <laughs> this is weird. I'm sure I do have an answer to that, not off the top of my head. Yeah. But I mean, like, I've listened to more than enough music in my life that I know that certain things have not aged well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Even five years, you're like, ugh. I mean, why? speaking of the previous track, Follow the Leader, literally go back and watch our episode and watch how well that aged on me, who grew up with that fucking album. <laughs> yeah. That'd be a So I'll use Corn as the example because I have no other examples off the top of my head. Fair enough. Um, Okay, so a couple notes I'll piggyback on. First off, you mentioned the vibrating cell phone. So now I'm the kind of guy who always leaves it on silent, so I'm terrible. Unless, I, unless I'm working <laughs> and I might get a phone call, so then I'll leave yeah. it on vibrate. Other than that, it's on silent all day, and I'll just check it every 20 minutes just in case. Um, so I don't really know the whole checking when it vibrates type deal. Uh, but it does. Th that note kind of took me back to like the late 2000s, where if you were close enough to a radio and you were getting a text message, you're ding, 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 ding. <laughs> I, I would love if if I had any sort of uh, musical ability to make beats, I would make one with the oh, computer speakers. Like probably, yeah. Has. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But like you know, someone else has released an album doesn't mean I can't. I just want a beat that's based on dick ding dick ding dick ding dick ding dick, and then just keep going. Yeah, and then you just put like a, a good heavy kick. Doom 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 dick ding dick ding dick ding ding dick ding ding dick ding 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 ding. And then in the middle, it just turns into sandstorm or something stupid. Okay, okay I can't even <laughs> fucking do that shit. Um, I, I think I'm not going to tell the story, but like uh, I think on the Mars Volt episode we did, I'm just putting more excuses to put cards in the corner. Uh, on the Mars Volt episode, I think I told the story about how I went to go see them live at MTV Live and someone's phone went off. You could hear it over the speakers before they started oh, playing. God. So everyone, yeah. everybody in the building just suddenly checks their phone real quick. Oh, what a oh, time the to be society. Alive. I yeah, the society we've become. Uh and my second note I'll piggyback on. Uh, you mentioned the lyrics. 
Agree. Uh, the airy, lovey-dovey composition of the track feels awfully cheesy, and a lot of that comes with the lyrics as well. Yeah. Uh, wasn't super great. A lot of unimaginative writing going on here. It's just very tacky, campy, cliche kind of stuff. Then again, I, I can't imagine that. I already said at the beginning, like Sloan's not the kind of band who's going to say anything too profound, especially 20 years into their career. Unless they yeah. did like 180 and went super political or something like that which spoiler alert, they don't do. So I, <laughs> this just, I, I guess this feels like, like the most easy and safest route for them to travel. If they're still writing, but don't know what to write about. Yeah. Uh, I will say that I like some of the layering happening with this track through the guitars and keys. I thought that was nice. And that happens a lot in this album. Uh, but other than that, yeah, just not a lot for me to enjoy about this one. I did not really have a great time with it. Let's say that much. Um, I had just a couple more notes about this. One of them is about a tambourine. I swear to God, this is the last time I will mention this today. Um, I think the tambourine is someone that really wants to be part of the group, but everyone else just shits, shit talks it behind its back where it's like, who invited so-and-so? But when it's in the room, it's like, Hey, how's it going? How's your family? So fuck the tambourine. Um, the bridge has like a darker tone and vibe to it. I don't know if it's like a key change or whatnot, minor key, who knows? I actually enjoy that. Um, and this track runs into the next track as well, just not as much. I do wonder what they were going for with that because like at the time, 2011, my thought is like MP3s or like CDs still, right? Not every CD player is going to create that seamless transition. So I'm really curious what this was made for. But that's all I got for this one. Yeah, this would have been around the earlier phases of the resurgence of vinyl. Like it, it, it was there, but it wasn't like massive like it is now. So yeah. Yeah, I don't even think they would have been thinking about a record at that point. But who knows? Maybe they were. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just like it, it has that kind of slight cutoff again and one of those things where I didn't download the MP3 and do all the investigation this time. Cause like, <laughs> I answered my question the first time. It's like, it happened again. Like, yeah. Did you read who the producer or the production team was on this album? The beginning? I might've missed that part. Uh, yes, I did. It was, let me scroll down here. It was uh, Sloan themselves, uh, Ryan Haslett and Gregory McDonald. Which one of you, what six all together, which one of you six, or a combination of the six thought that this was going to work. Like I've heard albums with seamless transitions, like the downward spot by nine channels. That's like a lot of seamless transitions from one song to the next. You don't even know the songs changed. And like, that was 1994 here. We are in 2011 where the technology is far more advanced and people are a lot more smart about this. And this is still happening. It, the, the production cost of this album, was it like 200 bucks in a case of beer? Like what, like who did you hire exactly? I'm going to remain silent only because I do not have a direct answer to that. But just it it didn't necessarily completely mess with the score, but it, it bothered me enough that I'm clearly ranting about it more than once. Uh, yes. As far as I can tell, it's the last time it happens. Yes. Uh, maybe it was one of those. Oh, this isn't working. And then they forgot to go back and fix it. Who knows? The post-production phase is supposed to make sure you can patch all those <laughs> shitty things. But someone I forgot to tell them that. Yeah, how unkind. Yeah, it was very much so. So song number three, unkind. <laughs> it's a good thing that you did that because I was trying to think of a transition, but you, then you just jumped in. I'm like, okay, that, that works. That's fine. 
Hell yeah. Um, okay, so I actually like the message in this song, and unlike the last track, I love singing the line, you suck the light, or you suck the life out of the room. I love that, and I find that hilarious. Everybody knows somebody that if you're singing that you're thinking of somebody that that is applicable to and i'd be lying if i didn't have a handful that i thought of myself i think this song would be fun to sing with a crowd um like i said at the beginning this was the only single uh released the first track follow the leader was released as like an internet single or some giveaway or whatnot but this is like actually radio um definitely see why and I don't know why, but I can see this being remade into a typical 70s rock song. Uh, don't ask me why. I just can. There is another song coming up where I mentioned like it has like classic rock vibes to it. But it, I'm just looking at it in my notes here. It's not this one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One of them just remind me a lot more. So we'll get there when we do. Um, yeah, I, I guess if you if you want to connect the first three tracks, this is probably the better of them. And yeah. by probably, I mean, it is. <laughs> Uh, it's funny because the song started with like this atmospheric droning that was kind of a nice way to start the track and I liked it and I, and then at first I wasn't sure about how I felt about the pickup that happens like kind of immediately after but I got used to it so uh, that's a good sign at the very least so I was gonna be like oh great they could have just stuck with something different and did something cool but yeah. I got used to it it's fine Um, it, it's funny because you you said you like singing along along with some of this some of the parts in this song and then that one that you really like too meanwhile yeah. i'm picking on a particular line of the lyrics uh i i thought the lyrics are so far some of the biggest weak points on the album especially yeah. the one you can be so kind sometimes you can be unkind sometimes what a fucking lazy line to write my last point uh well aside from the guitar solo whatever could have had some more oomph. um this is a fun song and i just or, and despite rhyming sometimes with sometimes in the chorus, I like this one. Listen to it again. Uh, I I hate that. There are many, many pop songs that I like. Like there's a Taylor Swift song. There's a couple other songs that they just rhyme like me with me or there with there. And I'm like, okay, you're not even just saying it, saying it as if you're just singing. I, I don't know how to describe it where this sounds... Um, made as lyrics you know what i mean and there are some songs that not there isn't a grand rhyming scheme so when they do say things uh repetitively it doesn't feel like they're trying to rhyme it just kind of feels like they're trying to get their message across uh that is not the case here <laughs> it, feel, it feels like they actually thought about it. it was like yeah yeah we're gonna do that because a lot of the other stuff kind of rhymes I, I honestly don't mind when people rhyme one word with the same one because, like, yeah. whatever, just do what you want. And if it works, it. you know how many, like, major songs actually do that? You kind of already hinted at that anyway. But, like, a lot of bigger songs that I've listened to in my life, I've done that. And it's not really such mm. a big deal. Maybe it's a little lazy depending on how it goes. And, like, you probably could view something else. But other yeah. than that, I don't care. But here it was just the line itself just being just very lazy you can be so kind sometimes you can be unkind sometimes oh look at that there's two sides of the coin it, it's like when someone says like oh it's a it's 50 50 so then it means it's yes and no like it, none of that makes sense you can be unkind sometimes you can be kind sometimes obviously you, you they could have just led with you can be unkind sometimes because the, the implication that they could be kind is also there as well you didn't have to state both yeah but the listener's an idiot 
I suppose. I suppose. Wow, someone requested this. <laughs> that's that's fine. I mean, oh, we man, listened but, to it. By the way, to, uh, to anyone that's like, oh, well, well, does the requester have anything to say about the album? It's like uh, nothing that they wanted posted. It was just kind of for us to do. So, and again, that's part of the optional thing of requesting the albums. You don't have to have to say anything. You don't have to have your name put out there. And this is the, what this person wanted. So that's the way we're doing it. And it's the risk you take requesting. You don't want to hear our shit takes? Well, don't request. If you do want to hear our shit takes, rate the record.ca. It's been a while since we've uh, dunked on a record that's been requested. Uh, Tugs at Caller herself. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, what else do I got to say about this one? Uh, the only other thing I have in my notes here is just talking about like, uh, I, I do still appreciate the energy of the album at this point. It's not like super aggressive or like heavy or fast, but it's it's lively. It, it's fine. I like the overall sound of this track too. It's it's not the worst thing on the album. It's the best of the three we've heard so far. But now the badly cut tracks finally come to an end after this. Thank God. Yes. So now we're just living in a shadow of love. So that's song number four, Shadow of Love. Oh, yeah. Okay. So speaking of like, catchy hooks i will never forget how this song goes by just looking at the song title i'm just thinking of it now and i only listened to this album in its entirety for the first time once and hours later this song popped up in my head i'm like might be on to something so i figure that's a good sign and i love the chord changes under the hook um no idea how else to describe that but i enjoy the song it's speaking of fun songs i think this one's fun and it, i guess it really helps too that's only two minutes and six seconds it's a very short song it's yes, a short it album all together too yeah it's like three, four, three, five 35 minutes yeah i think the longest song on this album is five minutes and everything else averages under three minutes yeah um i i don't know i i felt like i have two complaints and then one good thing to say about the track i wasn't too fond of this one uh first off they should have had some sort of better like swing or drum groove going into this track because they just have like straightforward eighth note patterns that like don't don't really sit well through the entire verse at all just not feeling it it, it just kind of bored me at that point you get into really? something exciting with the drum pattern and you didn't so that lost opportunity but uh the courses felt dance here at the very least so i gave it that much despite the verses not doing it for me but mm -hmm. this song just kind of feels like a demo it feels like a couple of ideas merged and then it feels incomplete at the end and everything like that just there's a lot i, I say that a lot in album too where like a lot of songs just feel incomplete and this is definitely one of them well maybe it's due to its short length where it kind of ends and you're like Where's the meat? Where is the substance? Yeah, but there are shorter tracks that can do so much better and do a lot yeah. more with their time. Whereas this one just, it, it feels like they didn't know how to end it properly. It just, they could have made it a little more fun. Mm -hmm. Wasn't doing it for me. So instead of shadow of love, it should have been like light ray of love and bring it up a little bit more. Little but, or you could say lively. shadow the love because I don't really have love for this track. Uh, fair enough. I, I guess we shall move on from it. I don't even care that this song is primarily a chorus. I like it. Fair enough. So yeah, we will move on now because like I didn't really have any other notes either. A lot of my notes <laughs> yeah. for this album are kind of short because the songs are short. So how much can you honestly say? About right, exactly. Tracks? Exactly. Song number seven, she's slowing down again. I'd make a joke about myself slowing down, but uh, that's not me, I guess. As he looks me dead in the eyes. 
Um, this feels very 60s bluesy jangle pop. Uh, I like the way that the verse starts, but I feel it doesn't really go far from where it starts. It's just sort of driving in circles. Um, yeah, I mean, this one was probably one of the better ones. Still, again, not tons. We not agree. <laughs> yeah, never. Uh, like, they're, they're not tons grabbing me about this, but it's not so bad. I mean, like, the mood of the song actually feels a little better for me this time around. So I do enjoy okay. that at the very least. It's fun, uh, but not. And it's not as like outwardly bright pop rock as some of the other tracks we've heard so far. So it's something a little more, yeah. it feels more alt rock in this one. Let's, I could say that safely. Okay. Um, I honestly think that this track could have done a lot better with the ba-ba harmonies that happen and pop yeah. up all over the place. Song sounds fine without them. I And it just, if you're trying to meet a quota of background singer stuff, I guess this is the way to get it, but you won't get me with it. Fair. Um, I didn't know any of that, but just as a general thing, I kind of like that. I like the uh, the feeling like the audience is singing with you. So the backup singers kind of mimic that. Um, but again, clearly didn't care enough to write a note about it. Uh, but I did care enough that it definitely felt longer than three minutes. Uh, it might be because you never really know what point in the song you're at. Um, it all sounds so the cannot speak mush mouth. It all sounds so similar. I would listen to this as part of the album, but I don't think I would choose this one specifically. Yeah, me neither. Although I will say, like, looking at my entire list right now, I, I won't say where it is, but it's definitely higher on the list at the very least. Uh, and and that, saying that is a, 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 an album full of songs that, kind of spoiler alert, I didn't rate so high. Yeah. So... When I say don't say, yeah, when I say higher on the list here, like take that as you will, I guess. Um, <laughs> again, as I kind of hinted at earlier with like the keys and the, the guitars and everything like that, I, I love the the sound of them in this track. I think they're both great. Uh, it's definitely still more of a standout for me at this point. And again, too, this song ends abruptly as well. And I'm not sure what they could have done, but it just again feels so sudden, just takes it away. And I'm just like, God, like these guys have been around for 20 years and they don't know how to end a song. What the hell's going on here? <laughs> like. I just imagine you being at a restaurant and someone and like the the server puts down the dish. You go to take a bite with your fork and then a, like the busser comes and takes it. And they're like, thank you. And you're like, the fuck? Where'd my food go? And that's every time there's an abrupt ending. You're like, I got nothing. Or, or at the very least, I get like a bite or two. So that way I get the taste of the food. And okay. I'm, I'm starting and to get into my meal and then it's just boom, gone. And the meal wasn't necessarily fantastic either. But it's like, well, I paid for it. So I'm going to eat it. But then yeah, yeah the best boy's just like, I'll take that. And I'm about to sip my coffee. I'll take that. What the? Take, yeah. <laughs> yeah you're like, I'm, leaving me I'm with staring nothing. intently at my water, whether or not I should reach for it. Because I'm just like, am I going to get fucked over here? <laughs> This I'm glad my, we had the same image. This is my entire view of the album at this point. <laughs> a very yeah. bad restaurant experience. I'm going to go, I'm going to like mix this up in my head. I'm going to go on Yelp and give this album a bad review. while like under like a Boston pizza, like page review or something like that. Nothing against Boston pizza. It was just the first restaurant to come to mind. I got to throw that oh, out there. <laughs> oh my God. That's hilarious. I like it. Uh, that's all I have to say about that one too. We're good. Likewise. Yeah. Cool, we can uh, move on to another short song. Two minutes and three seconds. Song number six, Green Gardens, Cold Montreal. That's why I wore this hat today. I Very timely. 
Um, I had a very specific image in my head listening to this song. This feels like I went to see an open mic night and this one guy just insists on playing his originals and it's apparent that he's the only one on the bill doing it. It's just acoustic guitar and vocals, but for some reason I just can't get into it. The guitar is nice, but I don't really like the song too much. Um, I'm just going to spout off my last two because this one's pretty short, not a lot to say. Uh, I don't feel we need to slow down at this point. We've barely heard anything. This is only a 35-minute album, and it feels like a transitional track. Doesn't feel like it's uh, strong enough to stand on its own. Feels like it's just a way to push into the next one. Uh, and that, that's fair too. Yeah, being two minutes and three seconds, but like at least at this point in the album, you're getting something kind of different. Mm-hmm. Like even if it's not the best thing you've heard at the same time, like a lot of the tracks felt sim- pretty similar building up to this one. So I, I didn't mind it. it. Yeah, it's just simplistic acoustic track. So you can't yeah. take too much from it. The, the melodies are really nice. Uh, the vocals match the mood very well. So that's always good. Uh, it, it's weird how they randomly threw the name of the song and at the end, like I think what what I said they did with Follow the Leader, but I might have been thinking about this one at the very least. Yeah. Uh, like, cause it, it feels like they, they had intended to say it at some point prior, forgot to, and then he just like, oh shit, uh, 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 Green Gardens, Cold Montreal, Strum. I, <laughs> I think he says it at the very beginning. I don't think he says it more than twice. Oh, so he like sandwiches it. Then I must have yeah. completely missed it. Right. Again, again, didn't dig into the lyrics too much, hence why I wasn't paying attention to them too much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a nice track overall, though. Uh, not much to it, and so I don't have much to say. I, I I like this one. Still not like the best on the album, but like, it's nice. We are going to have no matches at the end of this review. Absolutely not. And I think <laughs> if you ask me, it's plain to, to see. I had to jump on that before you did. Song number seven is plain to see. <laughs> I do like how upbeat this one is. Um, upon retrospect. I do like the juxtaposition. Yeah. No, I wrote a note, but I didn't elaborate at all. So we're just going to scrap that one completely. How many times has that happened? (laughs) Every single show more than once. Um, Now, I like the backward sounding vocals or whatnot. Um, I just know that the devil is going to eat my soul if I turn this song off. Uh, the, The cliche reverse vocals, satanic messages hidden in the song somewhere. Yeah, it was kind of around the bridge and I had to listen to it a couple times. I'm like, it sounds like something's being played backwards. I'll just blame the devil. Meanwhile, if you play the record backwards, you hear plant a community garden, take care of injured animals. It's just like, (laughs) fuck, that's evil. (laughs) Right? How dare you? Why would you want to slip shit into my head? I'm I'm suing the band. They want me to do nice (laughs) things. Uh, I I didn't think the production was all that good on this one. Uh, this like mm-hmm. this this one stood out to me with like bad production. Aside from just the stupid fucking cutoffs that ended those first few tracks, yeah. um, the vocals had like an almost ear piercing high tone to them, especially in the harmonies. And it got to the point where like I'm not like sensitive to sound, but it got to the point where yeah. I would like lift the headphones off my ears like this and put it like just behind my ears to hear it. Really? Because I was like, this is God. Like that is so sharp, and like there's nothing else on the album that that hits that high piercing tone. So I'm just like, how did this get by? Like, again, with this production team, like it was obviously like a losing group effort here. So like, I hope it's the last yeah. time these six work together as a pr- production team. 
Um, I'm actually really curious and I kind of look that up, but I'm going to just spout off what I have for this. This one is even shorter than the other ones that we've done so far. (laughs) Right. So like, really, I only have a couple more notes. Um, I assume that it's the keys giving some life to what I assume to be the bridge. Uh, Some of these songs, I just have to assume what certain parts are. Um, I do like the guitars during that part as well. Um, and literally that's it. My last note just says it's not bad, very short. So I mean, what else can I say? So what else can I say? And and that's the funny part too, because it's like, it's a minute 59 seconds. And like, there are punk tracks tremendously better than what this one did with a minute and 59 seconds. Yeah. Of of course, I'm going to say something like that, though. But like, yeah, I don't really have anything else to say about it either. Like, the only thing I really got to say is like, it it feels fun, I guess, but it feels like a slightly lazy demo track, especially again with the bad production choices. Uh, I I think the key solo in the middle really shows how lazy this song can be and why I think it's a Mm -hmm. lazy demo. Like, it was there, it was a nothing, like a fill space, nothing uh, like solo happening in the middle. And I just didn't appreciate it, was bored by it. Meh. Um, assuming that's all you have for that track, I do have a little bit of information about the production team ha- that you have been alluding to. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, so Sloan, Ryan Haslett, and Gregory McDonald. So I'm going to go backwards because their latest album came out in 2022, and that was produced by Sloan and Ryan Haslett. If I go all the way back to the Double Cross, uh, actually, I apologize for that. Uh, 2014, I believe, was the last album that Gregory McDonald uh, participated in. Um, and if I go to any albums before the Double Cross, that um, apparently on... Oh, no, that is an EP. I'll take that away. Uh, yeah. Okay. So this was the first time that all three of them did. Yeah. Before 2008. Yeah. Before 2008, it was Sloan and Somebody Different. Well, they obviously nailed it before because what is it like their 2001 album that had like all the big hits on it, including the Future Shop song or whatever. Um, <laughs> that's, that's the only thing I know it as. Yeah. But Brendan, I mean, Brendan McGuire did that one. It, it's because like that album was just, it seems so much more fun and exciting. But in, like, again, this is 20 years into their career. They brought on a new production team. And did you say that they went on to do more after this as well? Uh, Ryan Haslett has been with them since this album, uh, up until their album last year. There must have been uh, Gregory about- McDonald was there for two albums, 2011 and the one after that, 2014, I believe. Maybe he was the X Factor then. I don't know. I, I, I haven't really listened to Sloan's discography, so I can't confirm or deny that. But I have a feeling yeah. listening to these two, if I listen to those two albums and then I listen to like a future album, I mean, maybe the future album sounds better production wise. Yeah, I don't know. There's just there's a lot missing on this one. This one feels like a like a I don't want to say a starter project. Yeah, it feels like something that would have come in like your first few albums of your career as a producer, mm-hmm. where you're like shaking out the webs and the rust, and like you're starting to get it and you're starting to form yourself. Because it sounds like these guys have been doing it for a long time, or especially the one guy who was there for like two albums. So yeah, I don't know. I, I love how you're trying to fit this into an algebraic equation to isolate the problem. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing anything I can because I, I realize too, it's been a while since I've not even just request, but like since I've dunked on an album period. So yeah. I like to rant sometimes. 
You do. What was the last one I like really went all out on? Was it the Buggles? It might have been. Oh the my god! Yeah, probably. And we knew we knew I was going to go ape shit on that one because that that one had been hyped for two seasons. Yeah, you you were not pleased with that for an incredibly long time. I think so. Astro Boy was the best thing on that album. It wasn't even that great. It wasn't. Astro Boy. Okay, we'll move on to song number eight. Your daddy will do. It's at this point that Savannah started feeling like we already heard this song. I do like the disco sounding guitar riff. Hell, I like the guitar in general, but I don't know. It audibly doesn't sound like it makes sense to me. Like how so? Uh, I think just the whole thing. Uh, again, another note that Svana did not elaborate on for me. I got to fire her. She's no good at taking notes. You need um, new ghostwriter. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. So I guess I didn't. Okay, uh, hold on. There we go. It's like listening to Band on the Run with parts that unless you really dig it, don't seem like they make sense. Maybe that's what I meant. Maybe so, but it didn't explain super duper much. I don't know. Maybe I, maybe it's just flying over my head or something. I'm I'm very tired. I, just, I had three hours of sleep last night. <laughs> maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Yeah. I, just, and we're doing two recordings today. I'm I'm gonna be dead by the the fucking end of the second one. Uh but okay. I have no so so that's cool. Uh, cool. At, at least it's another short song too. Again, I don't think anything lengthy happens until yeah song number 11 five minutes long so that's coming up i was hoping for something a little like nice because uh the song started like a kind of a whimsical type of atmosphere in the beginning mm-hmm. i i thought that was nice but no we ended up getting more of the same again so yeah it, it was getting bothersome because like it keeps teasing these ideas of doing something else but then it goes yeah. right back to, to like their comfort zone uh it, it just wasn't doing it for me um, and the transition between the quieter parts and like the verses of the track are not very good at all. Like it just. Yeah, so it, I'm saying it, it audibly doesn't make sense. Okay. Yeah. That, okay. Yeah. Now, now that I can like see it in my own head there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it feels like a desperate attempt to like mash two ideas together to make an entire track. And it's just like. I agree. And that's, I, I think they should have honestly went with the quieter part because like something like that might have sounded a little nice. Who knows? And I like what those parts were doing more than the, uh, I don't want to say louder parts, but for lack of a better term, louder parts. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. This is another one that just wasn't doing it for me. I definitely agree. Um, now, speaking of the sort of whimsical uh, intro or sort of lead into this, uh, my last note is the keys leading in and leading or I guess in and out of the song feels very department store in the 80s and I actually like that in context that's all I, I still say that you would really love the genre of mall soft no oh, I don't doubt that at all I, I, I have oh brought God. that up to you so many times and now even behind the scenes my girlfriend Allison she's like Savannah has to listen to mall soft because you two like like really like that seem to like that kind of stuff yeah, and I, I have a feeling that you're probably going to like it too. I I will um, go to YouTube and just look up like 1970s grocery store, like department store, uh, just a slideshow of images, and it touches a part of my brain that I didn't know existed. And I swear to God, I would blow up an EEG machine <laughs> just um, looking at those pictures. That that just 
I'll keep this tangent <laughs> short, but that reminds me when we were in college and we had to do like a commercial production thing. And then yeah. turns out you and I think you and I, not even having talked to each other at that point, ended up using the exact same yes. song without yeah. even like referencing it. And it was like this 1970s grocery store music. And you had you had your partner read yours and I had mine read mine. We already had the similarities and we we weren't even talking at that point. So it was just, it, it was, was destined, wild. it was destined for this podcast to ruin people's lives. <laughs> I just, just my, uh, my opinion of that is, uh, the, the professors playing all of the commercials for the whole class. So as soon as I hear the music, I kind of lean back in my chair and I'm looking at the class kind of, Ooh, let's see what they think of it. And then I hear a female voice I'm like, the fuck is that? <laughs> Absolute shocker. Oh. It's an idiot <laughs> that idiot in the back fantastic. of the class. God damn it. Dude, who thinks he's cool in his uh, leather jacket back there? Fucking asshole! <laughs> I thought that even happened. That that was that was hilarious. I love that. Well, whenever people whenever people ask the story, it's like, how did you two end up meeting and making the podcast? Like, obviously, the Rush story comes up, and like that, and the the Raven yeah. story more more notably. But that I think what I just listed was the precursor to the Raven story. <laughs> Let's see. Wait, who did that? <laughs> awesome! I loved it. Uh, we're just mapping out this entire like biography now. It's fantastic. <laughs> uh, yeah, the only yeah. other no- the only other note I have with the song, uh, uh, there are some nice things to catch on to in this track. Uh, it's just a shame about the ex- execution overall. Wasn't huge on it. Blah. Mm-hmm. What were they thinking? I've gotta know. Shakes shoulders violently. <laughs> exactly. Whiplash's neck. <laughs> number nine i've gotta know I, the, the the shortest song on the album this is literally punk length yep uh i like the drums they are pretty lively uh i hate that i kind of like this despite the constant repetition of the song title um <laughs> jesus christ just as i was getting into it it ended yes i'll re- be replaying this one it's funny because I have a note that literally calls you out by name and it talks about how much you must have hated the bombardment of the refrain. Where when I wrote the note. <laughs> okay, I only have two notes include like the what the one I just read actually has a larger extension to it. So I'll read that in a minute. The, my first note is very short. It's a fun, short, lively track. I dig the pickup and energy and the pacing. That's fine. And then I mentioned that you would hate the uh, the refrain, the bombardment of it. So <laughs> I've done this for one other album before, and I can't remember what it was. It might have been a wait. No, not Oasis. I don't remember. But there was one where I, I, I did some word math. I went to a okay. website and did some math because they say it a lot in a minute and yeah. 24 seconds. So I'm just like, how many times does that cover the whole track? This song has 176 words. And again, I went through a website to do this. I didn't do all the counting myself. So this song has 176 words in it and 61 are unique words. The phrase gotta know is said 23 times and takes up 70, no, sorry, 47% of the song's singing time. 47% of a minute and 24 seconds is spent saying gotta know. Fuck that's only like that. 30 seconds, 30, 40 seconds. That's a that's that's a third of the track then. <laughs> and if it's 40 seconds, it's even more than a third. That's damn near half. So you hated it more uh more than you thought I would. I I, I guess so. I, I will say it's not my least favorite on the track. I, I'll say this much. I have four songs on this album, all with the exact same score. 
they're not super high scores either. And this is yeah. one of them. <laughs> one, so, one, one, and one. Oh, nothing. I don't think everything anything's ever gone blow through her eyes. I don't think. I think something came close, but I don't think anything's beaten. I can't remember at this point. Yeah. That's another chart I'm gonna have. I'm gonna have to add that chart to our Google Drive now. Every score we've ever given songs. That's too. Oh much. my god! Yeah, hell no! I wouldn't want you looking at mine because you'd be like, "What? What is this? What is your scoring system?" I'd be like, "I don't know." I like stats, though. What can I say? So I mean, like, I don't mind putting that shit in, but for 97 episodes, I would literally hire like a data entry person to do that for me at this yeah. point. I'm not. Yeah. I don't have the time in my life to go back through 97 episodes and like measure every score, every 10 through one we've ever done and how many tens and how many nines. Like, God, fuck. it sounds interesting, but I won't do it. <laughs> I have I have all of mine, I believe, from when when did we do uh, Nine Inch Nails year zero? What season did that start off? That was the beginning of season uh, two. That's episode eight. Season two. So only season one, I don't have any of my scores on my uh, computer, but all my other ones I save. So mine would be easy at least. Yeah, I've lost a chunk of mine too. So, I mean, uh, I started, I have a book here that I started using at the beginning of season three. And it has yeah. like, it has, it doesn't have scores in it, but like your score specifically. So like, at least I can reference this. Yeah. And notes on my computer only go back to about, season two or season three i can't Dang. remember it because yeah. then I, i've switched pcs since then so maybe on my old computer which is literally sitting next to me maybe uh my old notes are on there but all my new ones are on this new one over here so i don't know yeah i just have uh i have podcast notes and dragon porn and that's all i have on my uh computer a woman with priorities i like that yeah, I tried not to laugh, but I couldn't help it because that's just stupid. All right, that's all I got. You're just that, saying so. that not to embarrass yourself because you just realized you outed yourself. Oh, shucks. As I, erase, as I erase all the uh, foot stuff out of my browser history, <laughs> song number 10, Beverly Terrace. <laughs> what am I, Quentin Tarantino? Jesus. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. So I saw a... Uh, like a picture of him or whatever. And he's with like Brad Pitt and two other people. I didn't pay attention. Uh, but the caption was, why does Quentin Tarantino always pose? Like he's mo the most important person in the picture. And because everyone else is all feels relaxed. Like he does. And, yeah. And there's, there's so many things I've seen about him, like put himself in uh, certain situations in movies. He could cast someone else, but puts himself in there. I don't know. I find him very off putting, but. This and the guy who speaks him. specifically in Ebonics when speaking with black people. Oh, I and didn't know that. And then he goes right back to like his normal speaking uh -huh. voice around white people. He, he's he's uh -huh. a little, he's a strange man with a foot fetish. <laughs> well, this song, Beverly Terrace, not related to Quentin Tarantino, uh, reminds me of ABBA. Uh, I'm here for it. I like it. It kind of has like a dancey sort of intro to it. Uh, I think it's fun. And I actually like the Shadow of Love callback at the end. Takes up a fairly good chunk of the song. I'd say maybe a minute. Um, but I like it. I even wrote, what a joy. I didn't like it, so that's why I didn't notice I the Shadow of Love callback. <laughs> really? You didn't hear it at the end of the song? Well, I wouldn't have paid attention because just, I don't know. Just... Or you were traumatized. You're like, I hate the song. I, I don't want to hear it. Oh, and I'm also thinking, too, because you said, oh, this song reminds me of ABBA, my first note. This immediately reminded me of a Paul McCartney track. Like, I'm sure I've heard this. The composition is dead on similar. I can't remember what song. The closest one I could find, although I don't think it was the one I'm thinking of, was 1985. And we literally did that one on Band on the Run. 
Okay. Uh, but there's a Paul McCartney song in there somewhere that reminded me of this. I'm just like, holy shit. It's like almost a ripoff. Like, holy shit. Interesting. I'm going to have to listen to this again because, yeah, I was thinking more like like disco-y, dancey-ish. Um, but, well, yeah. 1985 had kind of a disco-ish feel to it. I mean, like, not totally, but it, it had like the, the concert kick drum, the piano and everything like that. Kind of a dancey beat. Something like that. Uh, I'll take a word for it. <laughs> Yeah, as I said, not super fond of the song. It is bouncy, uh, but unfortunately, there's not really much that I haven't already gotten from other tracks. Nothing really keeping me interested. Uh, the groove, bass groove is nice in this one. Piano's nice too, and those are my nice things to say. So that's about it. Smiles and camera. All right. I do agree. Uh, I wrote bass is my friend here. And my last note is just, again, about the lyrics. No... Uh, analyzing them but i do feel like some of the wordplay is supposed to be clever uh but some of it i groan at maybe that's me but you hear it and you're like uh okay and it's like you want to sing along but then when you sing that you're like i i, I don't know maybe i'm a little too self-conscious but well, uh, and also i I, I, I hinted it earlier i think the third song in the album that the lyrics are the weak point on this album yeah, if, yeah if you're making a note like that 10 songs in then that just be done right <laughs> Fair, fair. I feel like the lyrics in their older albums were a lot better. And like, I know we've mentioned the song Other Man on the show like a bunch of times, yeah, but like I even even the song. storytelling of that song lyrically was really well done. I really appreciated that. And like, yeah. it's kind of like they lost their touch for it in this album. Like they don't do that kind of stuff. Yeah. I wonder what their newer stuff sounds like. Um, but I don't know. It's it's not very optimistic. We have some time off uh, between season five and six, so uh, I, I I might go in and check out one of their new albums or at least a few songs yeah. to see what's up. Like I won't sit there and listen to the whole thing, but like I'll definitely like dig my hand in there and see what I can find and be like, no, it hasn't gotten better, or ooh, it actually did. Yeah, I just imagine you literally scooping up a song and you're just like, ew, ew, get it off me. <laughs> but me, meanwhile, sifting, I'm tainted. But meanwhile, sifting through my fingers are traces of a good song. Song number eleven, <laughs> traces. <laughs> okay, that one was good. I did. I was. Word. I was on board for the story. <laughs> um, okay, now stay with me here. This is what I heard, and I really hope this doesn't sound crazy. Ugh. The verse. The, it will. The verse vocals are like Sloan covering Weird Al singing like Mark Knopfler. I don't know who that last one is. I, from Dire Straits. Uh oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because Weird Al covers like money for, or uh, sorry, parodies, satirizes uh, money for nothing. And some of the vocals like the vocal tone and the way that he sings on this one definitely feels like he is parodying weird al who's parodying someone else so it's it's kind of like a game of telephone uh with uh mark knopfler's voice so that's why did, did that. weird al at least leave out the f slurs out of money for nothing oh yeah he was singing about the beverly hillbillies Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you could say it's Hick. Hick Hick is socially acceptable. The the F slur that they say in money for nothing, which yeah. I didn't know until I was an Not adult so that they leave yes, out an entire too. verse. It's just like an instrumental verse. I'm just like, that's a weird choice. But then when I was older, I found out, oh, they literally took out all the lyrics. Yep. They're like, we can't even bleep it, just cut it all out. Look at that guy with his pierced ears and stuff like that. And that's how I'll phrase it. You can kind of put two and two together. 
But yeah, that was that was weird. But anyways, we're not talking about the Dire Straits <laughs> and that very weird controversial song. So I, I kind of wrote my note for this one because it's the longest one, five minutes long. I wrote this as like a a, a tra- trade train of thought, I guess it is. So uh-huh. I'll just I'm gonna gonna I'm gonna go through all these and just kind of give you my overall opinion on it with that. So my very first note was, please be worth five minutes. Because <laughs> I, I and I wrote these notes as I went along too, so you'll kind of see my progression with the song as I go. Yeah. Structure and pacing feels like uh, like some of the other tracks, but I like the bluesy, almost classic Rob vibes of this one. I mentioned that earlier, so that one's nice. Wow, are we near the end of the album? I'm actually getting a track that I'm genuinely enjoying. I'm writing this part halfway through the track, so please don't let me down. The lower harmonies in the chorus are actually really nice, and I like how much more atmospheric it feels around those parts. And finally, liking this, liking this, please stick to landing. Nope, a sudden end with a random, randomly added string section. But you know what? I won't be picky. It was mostly good overall. Okay, <laughs> I... I agree. <laughs> the blues style was good. Um, the bass runs in this are fun and I really like them. And I do like the bluesy style of this track, like with the organ and everything. So I'm definitely on board with uh, your thoughts on that. Uh, I do like the verses, but personally, I found that the chorus leaves me underwhelmed. Uh, I feel like it's either the verses and the chorus are kind of on the same level or the chorus kind of bumps down from the verses. So you feel like you're going to get something and you don't. Um, (laughs) Is there a bridge here? If so, I definitely didn't discern it from the rest of the song. A little long for it to not change much. Fun listen until you get to when is this over? Which is the string section at the end. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Too too long for uh for that. I think what four minutes? Four Solid. minutes, four fifteen, something like that. Like would have been fine. Yeah. Just like because the thing is the strings don't even tie in with the last track. So it's just kind of like you didn't and like it wasn't even building up to that strings either. It just kind of came in and just like, oh, you're here now. And if there were strings at the beginning of the song, it would have made more sense because it would have been some sort of cohesive sandwich. But if you only have one piece of bread, it's an open face sandwich. Have you ever tried to eat an open face sandwich? Everything falls off and you hate it. So is that what the double down is? No, the double down is a bacon sandwich with chicken bread. Yeah, but the chicken is part of the sandwich. So you know what? It's an open no, face sandwich. Is, I can't no, be it convinced is the bread differently. of the sandwich. Can we agree that the double down is goddamn magical and delicious? Disagree, hard disagree out of 10. Wow. Listen, I already feel like a fat guy. If I want to feel fatter, I eat one of those. The Big Crunch is way better anyway. So song number 12, laying so low in Savannah's grave, eating a fucking double down. Wow, your standards for KFC just lie so low. Because the um, standard of KFC is low. <laughs> you're skipping the carbs. You're only getting the carbs from the breaded chicken. You you skip the bread. Fuck bread. I like bread. And I'm I'm yeah. celiac and I like bread. I don't, I don't really eat bread, but I eat a lot of protein, so I'm starting to see where our views differ. Um, soft ending to this album to really bring emotion sort of back to baseline, although they didn't really move too much. It just kind of feels like it just wants you to calm down, which is I do appreciate that. Uh, the guitar and piano together sound very nice. And I do like how the vocals sort of follow the piano. So they're kind of hitting the uh, like syllables and the notes at the same time. Uh, I feel like they really uh, played off each other. And I did enjoy that. 
And at the very least, too, this song went back to being shorter, two minutes and 57 yes. seconds. So you're not getting too much at the end here at the very least. Uh, first off, the double down is like a le- lettuce wrapped, uh, like a lettuce wrapped burger. It's messy and shitty, yeah. and I don't like it. No, there's Second, no, there's no uh, the, on that. the quieter and softer part of the atmosphere of this track, I dig that. I like it. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's better to have this now since we're at like the end of the album, and everything like that. Because uh, the album had like a lot of like good energy behind it and everything like that. So this song has life, but it is noticeably calmer than the others, so it's nice to have. Uh, I don't think this one's the best ender, though. Uh, no. There's not really a good ender on this album. Maybe Traces could have been, but yeah. uh, I don't know. Like, I feel like they tried to pack a lot into this track that doesn't really have much to it, if that makes any sense. Like, yeah. I don't know. They, they could have made it a little like a little more grand, or they could have went a little more minimal with it. Like, either or. Like, you, you might as well just go one way or the other with it instead of just, like, doing this weird middle-of-the-road thing. The song was longer than it had to be, because if... if if you made it shorter, what's in the song would have made sense, but yeah. it being nearly three minutes, you could have added a little more and made it, give it a little more substance to kind of have us go out with. Like, it feels like it should have like a lot more or at least extended quite a bit, as I said. So I don't know, like a quiet drawn out style of ending would have been good, but like, it just kind of cuts off not too abruptly, but I don't know. I, I just, I have problems with the production and composition on a lot of parts of this album. Uh, it's not the worst track. It's definitely not the worst track on the album, but just I wish it ended differently. I wish it sounded differently as the last track. I have one comment and one question. Um, I enjoy the drums. It adds some embellishments here and there, but enjoyable ones. They aren't overwhelming or obnoxious. Uh, that's all that I have for this one. And my question for you is, if you don't think that this song is a good ender and you said maybe Traces, do you think that that string ending at the end of Traces would have been, would have been an appropriate sort of album send-off where it doesn't really have to sort of replicate or mimic anything that came earlier in it is just sort of like a nice quiet send out with that would that have made more sense as is no in your eyes no because it would have it felt like a forced emotional ending okay oh, okay uh, but if, if the entire song okay. spent like if you said if it was like kind of like bookended with it that would be fine yeah if it had strings throughout the track and then just kind of flowed out with it would have been really yeah. nice uh, but yeah, like as the very last thing you hear would have felt like forced emotion. I'm just like, oh, that's tacky. That's shitty. So at least okay. that part wasn't the end. So I don't necessarily feel that way about it. I still don't like that string yeah. part, but it would have been worse being yeah. the end. Okay. I actually never thought about the, the like forced emotion at the end, but that does make sense. Where it's well, like, considering, yeah, you get this, feel like, bad. There you go. You get these bluesy classic rock vibes of this song, but when I say bluesy, I don't mean like super duper sad. But then the yeah. strings just kind of come out of nowhere, change up the mood a bit. It's just like you you definitely pushed that in there. It didn't need to be there. Fair enough. Then I have nothing else to say. Yeah, uh, and I guess that brings us to the end of the album. Then, uh, and you know, I was if if it wasn't too clear by my entire review of the album, like I was honestly hoping I was going to like this one more than I ended up liking it but then again it's hard to imagine like a band like you know 20 years into their career doing something huge and impactful as i kind of already hinted at earlier so yeah it's just it's a shame about this one i'll say that much um i didn't know what to expect seeing how i kind of stopped really hearing of sloan um around maybe 2004 or so so like the last 20 years have really been kind of absent for me um but uh I don't know. My my score is 
where it should be, but it's actually a little higher than I thought it was going to be going into this just with the idea. So a little curious. Well, I guess we're going to have to find all that out now. So let's just jump right into it. Above our heads, boom, graphics have changed. There are names, there are numbers, there's going to be more names. Song needs to be specific because you know what time of the show it is. It's where we have to rank the songs from least favorite to favorite, worst to best, not so great to great, whatever you want to list it as. It's what we got to do now. And there are, what, like 12 songs above us now that we got to get through and everything yeah. like that. Uh, it, yeah, as I said, there are four songs with the exact same score, and it's kind of like a lower range score, too. So it just it's not boding well for the overall album rating. I'll say that much. Fantastic. So are you still confident on the zero matches portion? <sighs> yes. <laughs> yes, I am. I will be thankful for one, but in my heart of hearts, I think we'll get zero. I think we're going to have some close calls, but yeah, I don't, I don't foresee much happening. I mean, we're always pretty good for the one-offs, even though we don't want to be, but we usually are. Right. But it'll be nice to have one match in the middle, but I don't think at either end, the top or bottom that we're going to match at all. No, but the thing about the one-offs is at least our, our headspace is still relatively similar though, where it's like, we thought more or less similar of the same tracks. Yeah. So that's not bad. So let's at least find out where we're going to go with this now. Let's hope for something good. So song number 12, the answer was you. Green Gardens, Cold Montreal. 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 I'll be there soon, actually. So actually, by the time this episode's out, I won't be there yet, but soon. Oh, I'm, doxing. I'm doxing myself now. Song, song number 11, <laughs> follow the leader. She's slowing down again. She sure is. Song number 10, Plain to See. It's Plain to oh See. Oh my God, that is our first match. It is Plain to See, number 10. And that's the one where we fought over the transition. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes. Uh, number nine, I gotta know. Number nine, the answer was you. That was just a little too cheesy for my taste. Number eight, Beverly Terrace. Number eight, your daddy will do. I'm just going to say everything. Is that inflection? Oh, your daddy. Your daddy will do. Ew. He'll do me. Daddy will do me. Daddy. Song, daddy. song number seven, daddy's shadow of love. <laughs> wait, Follow wait, the wait. Uh, no, I got the order wrong. Sorry. Uh, number eight was Beverly Terrace. Number seven we're on now, right? Correct? Yes. Number seven. Yes. Uh, is your daddy will do actually so, so yeah okay. that's right okay good follow the leader follow the leader see I don't have it numbered on the screen or my page oh. so now I'm I'm losing my my order here okay so song number six shadow of love six I've gotta know gotta know song number five green gardens cold Montreal number five traces well at least we got one at least one song number four unkind i don't think we're gonna get any more number four laying so low no i think at this point it's it's impossible well song song number three laying so low number three unkind damn that's the ultimate one right there (laughs) right no, song number two, she's slowing down. Shadow of Love. Shadow of Love, and that means number one was Traces. 
Beverly Terrace. I thought it was fun. Boo. Well, we surprised Ooh, you, with Mr. No Double Down. God, don't go on a fucking diet. That's disgusting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't like the Double Down at all. Do you like? Do you like the McRib? Never had it. Mm. No, and it's also Primer. Primer kind of sucks anyway. Uh, it's pork, so it's Primer. But it sucks. <laughs> uh, I I'll describe meat cuts to you later. Um, anywho. Uh, I don't have a lot of uh, hope in where this is going to lie on our rating scale. So Neither do I, but at this point, it doesn't really matter anyway. <sighs> so let's transition screens and find out where it lies. Swoosh. Alrighty then, here we are on the album rating screen. My God, there's way too much to look at. Some of the images are probably so small. If you're watching this on your phone, I apologize <laughs> because you can't see anything in the B tier. There's, there's too much going on. Yeah, I, I I got nothing. I we can apologize and apologize, but we know that week after week, week after week, we're just gonna add more and more and more to that B tier. One day I don't even know how I'm gonna fit it all on screen anymore. I just don't know what's gonna happen. I haven't thought that far ahead. And obviously it's gonna happen one day, depending on how far this podcast goes. Especially with that B tier. And could today be another B tier album? Could it be anything else? And that of course is Sloan's the double cross. We're gonna find that out now. And uh I suppose I'll go first on this one. Ooh. I think you've gone first on the uh, the last couple of them, so I should be fair about it. So, listening to my review, I think it's kind of uh, obvious to say, wasn't a fan. Okay. <laughs> Was not a particularly huge fan. Uh, those Seems four scores, me. I'll say those four similar scores were all 6.5s, by the way. Oh, not as low as I thought they were going to be. I thought they were going to be like four or five, so not bad. Yeah, I think the lowest score was uh, the answer is you, and that was like five. Dang. Uh, but the sc- my my scores all added up to give me a C plus album at sixty nine point five eight. Hey, hold on, hold on. Uh, sixty nine point five eight. That's hilarious. We may have just pushed it into the B tier. I'm not sure about the math, but my score is seventy point eight three. Seventy point eight three. So seventy point yeah. three. Where you write seventy point eight three. And with the powers combined, that B something something or other. Yes, you're right. It's a B minus album. We actually did it. I was anticipating a C. It came out to seventy point two zero, the B minus tier. I am so sorry, the Smiths, but this album somehow is better than their debut, uh, but not as good as Blood Sugar Sex Magic. This is Barely. lower than the Smiths. Yes, it is. No, it's higher than the Smiths, one lower than the Chili Peppers. So I'm apologizing to the Smiths that this is better than that. Well, and that's why I'm saying this is better than this, higher than the Smiths. Yes, yes, yes. I'm going to have to redux that fucking album then just to fix that. There's no way I can sleep easy with that fucking number. Yeah, the Smiths has 69.85. Well, then, okay, that's a that feels kind a of shock disappointing. to the system, eh? Well, it's funny because, like, there, again, there's songs on this album that I like, but at the same time, it's just like, even though I didn't rate the Smiths big or like higher on our list, I know in my own personal life, I'm more likely to listen to the Smiths. And I, their album, The Queen is Dead, is fantastic. Like, I, I really like it. So, I mean, but with Sloan, like, there's like maybe a few tracks in their whole discography. That I'm like, oh, yeah, I like that. I like that. And that's yeah. about it. So, yeah, the singles and whatnot. So it's just, oh, God, that blows my mind. It makes me sick to my fucking stomach. This show sucks. Yeah, just like a double down, right? 
This Bubble sucks. Pop. This actually might feel a little better than a double down. <laughs> thought you were going to say, but okay. But anyways, uh, as suck as we might, uh, as, as suck as much as we do, I can at least thank you for being here today on the show and hanging out with us, listening to music. And we hope that you listen to this album too. What did you think about it? How would you rank the songs? How would you rate the record? How, uh, do you agree or disagree with us? Let us know down in the comments below because we're always curious about your opinions. Uh, it's always awesome to hear that kind of stuff and have these discussions. So now you got to do your part. Uh, and you can find all the places that you need to comment over at ratetherecord.ca. Once again, all the streaming links, social media links, the RTR club, buy merch over there, request albums like today's album, for example. Uh, we might be kind to it. We might be, we'll be kind sometimes, but unkind <laughs> sometimes too. There, there's a fucking stupid callback for you. <laughs> there you go. Well, at least this one made the B tier, so that's something, I guess. I honestly, like, it... It's you don't know what you're missing until it's gone. And I am missing just not having a B tier album. We can ditch it in, in D. We can ditch it in C. Hey, we can praise it to high heaven in A. Okay. The amount of B tier, and I understand it's on brand. And I understand it's just us doing it. There's no powers that be. There's no external forces. What the fuck? And how did it sneak in? It's like that tambourine. Your fault. Nope. Nobody wants the tambourine around, but it just happens to be there. Nobody wants the Savannah album. around. <laughs> then fire me. I beg of you. Oh, we're too close to the end of season five for me to do that. We'll, <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see what happens after episode 100. Done. Well, I'll give you, a, I'll give you your two and a half year evaluation. Thank you. I look forward to my 0.5% raise as well. Thank you. If I don't like you enough, you're not getting a fucking raise. That's not how this works. <laughs> well, I guess this is the point where we're going to let you go. So before we do that, we will give you a sneak preview as to what's coming next week. Savannah's got that preview as well, because next week's yeah. a little special, ain't it? It's my birthday, and I picked an album. And the band has... It, it has polarizing opinions. There is a large group that really like them and an even larger group that do not. If they like, if the fans that like them, you'll know. And the fans that don't, you'll know even faster. I've been waiting 98 episodes to do a Limp Bizkit album. I'm glad we're finally <laughs> here. <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh, but that, that was the perfect description for Limp Bizkit, though. Like, that's, like it, especially nowadays, like, it's so fucking polarizing. Yep. But yeah, Savannah's birthday next week. Can you figure out what we're doing? I mean, there's only a few bands that fucking polarizing, so maybe you can. But until then, go listen to awesome music, and maybe that's even slowing for you. That's cool if it is. And we'll see you again next week, so take care, friends. Bye-bye.